0: This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims.
1: Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us today. If you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to fathermatters.org and click the donate to Father Matters icon. We have a great show today. Very special guest. Excuse me. My friend is friend's name is David Hatch. David is the author of the book 153 Thoughts, and on the back of David's book, he says the 153 thoughts are images of the mind that create the realities of men and women. The way we change our image of self is to change the thoughts. David, welcome to the Father Matter Show.
2: Thank you so much, Vince.
1: Man, you and I had a meeting a couple of weeks ago. You came down to my office, and I just said, stop right there. We've we've got to share this with about 20,000 people, man, because it was deep, it was real. And, and what we were talking about are what people are going through every day. And before we jump into this book, 153 Thoughts, tell us a little bit about yourself, David.
2: Well, my, again, my name is David A. Hatch. I'm originally from Mississippi, uh, by the way, of Georgia. Uh, I've been here in the city of Phoenix for about a year. One the thing that uh, about me is that I've been through a lot. Uh, my my struggle starts with from the state of homelessness. I went through a homeless state, uh, and because of losing a lot. And one thing I recognize, I I've done plays, and one of the issue that I dealt with that, even in the state of homelessness, you become homeless in the mind. Before
1: you become homeless on the street or house to house, and what do you mean by that, David? Homeless in the mind. And take us back. When was this? Was this a couple of years ago? We're gonna we're gonna slowly unpack this because what you shared with me in that meeting need to be heard. No, it actually happened uh,
2: 25 years ago. Uh, I, I I lost my mother uh, at, at a young age at 53, and then I went through a divorce, and you know the struggle, and had young children. Mm-hmm and the struggle of going through divorce. And then also in that same process, when you lose a family member, that's a form of death. Yes, it is. But then when you also lose a spouse, that's also a form of death, along with the children. And then I also needed a hip
1: replacement. All this is going on at the same time? All of this at
2: the same time. And how old were you at the time? At that time, I was 32 years old.
1: Okay, go ahead.
2: And that struggle of how to function, because I could help others but I couldn't help myself.
1: Wait a minute. Even before you go any further, say that slowly one more time.
2: I could help others even though I could not help myself.
1: Yes, because I've been there, brother. And I know a lot of other leaders and community leaders who have been there, been stuck. And we preaching and we teaching and we're reaching and our hearts were broken. Go ahead. And see, that's
2: the, the part of my problem was I was in ministry. And when you're in ministry, you know, I pastored And as a young man and being a young pastor, having a young wife and children, and then going through that struggle, recognizing, you know, and what I recognize, how can I pastor a church and I couldn't handle my own household? I struggled with that. So I was struggling a lot with my mind. How do I function? How do I get through these issues? And that kept me stuck in my own illusion. Mm -hmm. That's why I know that when we are labeled by thoughts, it holds us back. Mm -hmm. And I was held back by my thoughts and it became my own prison. I never literally went to prison, but I was in prison. Mm. And that's one of the reasons I got involved with prison fellowship, got involved in prison ministry, because I recognized there was people on the inside that was freer than I was.
1: That, that were freer than you what do you mean by that David
2: because they was even though we, they was bound by the cages and the bars but on the inside of themselves they were set free they wasn't they wasn't captured by the bars mm-hmm. they was free within their mind and that captured me because I wanted to understand how could a man be locked behind bars be freer than who and I wasn't had never gone to jail didn't experience that but I was bound by my own
1: thoughts. And David, you'd be surprised of how many of us men around this country are in in high positions of uh, jobs, drive luxury cars, got the finest clothes, got the big house on the hill. And like you just said, in their mind and in their spirit, and in their heart, they are in prison. And they don't know it. And some of the ways that they're acting out is through alcoholism, pornography, drug addiction, uh, womanizing. How how did you go from being homeless to one now author of this book, 153 Thoughts, to as well as being the regional director of Southeast for Prison Fellowship Ministry? You know, it was a long uh, journey. And, and I even now
2: today, I, I say I'm still on the journey. I'm still walking through. They say, well, where are you? I say I live. I learn how to live in the moment, mm. not so much get caught up in time and space. How do you do that? One of the ways that I capture my, my thought because I recognize that inside of man is the thought. And as, as the Scripture says, so a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Well, then how do I think in my heart? Do I think in my chest? No, I do not think in my chest. I think within my mind. And then that's inside of my head. And as I begin to understand it and unpack those things that are going on inside of me, that I'm able to walk into this, what I call this now reality.
1: And what's the now reality?
2: It's it's the today's moment. See, a lot of times we want to live in our dead past or that future, that, that imagined future. But there is no dead past and there is no imagined future. It's only the present moment. And as I learn how to walk in the present, no matter what's going on around me, but just understand that I am that I am and I don't have to be anyone but me. Mm. God created me the way that I am. I, I am a part of who he is. I am God. That's right. Because
1: I am an attribute of who he is. So coming out of homelessness, how long did it take to come out of homelessness? And how did you end up writing this powerful book, this workbook that we're going to talk about? Because people, I I, I love this because everywhere I go, people don't want to hear uh, how we are so great, how we are so super, how us as leaders and pastors, they want to know how did you get through and how did you get out of to become who you are? One of the thing that uh, the process, I'm just a little bit about the process. Go
2: ahead. As I talk about the process, one of the things that happened, uh, I, I went through this homeless situation. It was like a a year or so sure. that I, I bout through this, you know, and I began to bounce, get myself back together. Okay. It wasn't a fast move, but I was able to begin to process my mind and begin to understand what was really going on.
1: Because see, what, you, what you're saying right now, it was a process. Yes. See, and I'm sharing this because we get people coming to, the, the, the father matters organization like every day and they think it's going to overnight help me with my rent help me with my light bill help me with this right now you didn't get into it right now so you're not going to get out of it right now it was a process to get in it's going to be a process to get out and that's why i'm loving you what you're sharing david because people are hearing from someone who was there and you're letting them know it was a process Go ahead, David. One of the thing I'm just to go a little bit further back was I was doing
2: with Prism Fellowship, I was a volunteer first. Okay. So I volunteer I, I used to do the pre release program. In Alabama, I was doing privilege with men that was six to 18 months before they was getting out of the prison. Volunteering. I was volunteering. Okay. And I also worked with Angel Tree. And that's those children who have parents incarcerated. We helped them doing Christmas, but also all through the year with mentoring. So that was a part of the process yes. that I was doing. But while I was doing that, I was still working on David. And as working on David, the t- things began to get better. But then I went through another bout. I thought I understood how to forgive. And I found out, even as a minister, even as a pastor, even as a brother, I still didn't know how to forgive. And what happened to me five years ago caused my whole life to change just before I became a full-time employee of Prison Fellowship. And what happened to me, I lost my baby daughter, in an abusive relationship and that changed my world
1: and what we are gonna do because we we, we jeremy's let me know we got a commercial break coming up i want to talk to you about forgiveness i want to hear about your baby girl and i want to know what did you have to do because something i struggle with unforgiveness you're listening to the father matter show with vance sims and today's guest is david a hatch author of the book 153 thoughts we are here more from david after this.
0: Do you love the Father Matters show? Did you know you can find us on Facebook or fathermatters.org? Or if you miss us Saturday night, You can find us on blogtalk.com or soundcloud.com. And if you want to contact us directly, you can always call 602-774-3298. That's 602-774-3298 for Father Matters.
1: Welcome back to the Father Matters Show. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Also catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. David, I'm looking at your website, which is davidahatch.com. And I love how you closed out this one part. You said, um, how can I come? Let me Let me reach over here. How, how can I come from my low state in life and no longer allow my thoughts and the thoughts of others to define me? I love that. How you said that on the bottom of your website, go to davidahatch.com for more information about David. And at the end, we're going to plug how you can get in touch with David, David, just before we went to the commercial break, we were talking about two things, forgiveness, unforgiveness and the loss of your daughter. You said you had the. To, it took you up to five years ago before you found out about how to forgive. That is correct. Share that with us, David.
2: What happened five years? A little over five years ago, mm-hmm. I was driving home from Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, got a call from my ex, and early one morning she said, "David," and I said, "Yes," and she said that my daughter had been in an accident, and I said, "Is she okay?" And she said, "No, she had died." I had. Four hours to drive home with all of that misery inside of my head. That's why I deal with thoughts.
1: Ah, yes.
2: And I I had all of that. And then I found out as I was driving, as people began to call me about the relationship that she was involved in, the young man was chasing her and she hit a pole and was killed
1: instantly. So she was driving and he was chasing her in in a vehicle himself? Yes, did you know anything about this relationship? I knew about the relationship, but didn't know the dynamic of the relationship. I understand.
2: Uh, she was killed. I had to carry that in my head for four hours before I got home. And the trapment of that, and that I, I, I found out I, as I was driving, I felt I was angry. I got mad. Mm-hmm. I got mad at God. Mm-hmm. And then I also got mad at the young man. And I had hate in my heart. And not just hate for that day, hate for a while. And I didn't want to forgive because I wanted to do something to him. Yeah. That's the natural man. Yeah,
1: so that's the natural father.
2: Yes, <laughs> that's how I felt. And from a father's perspective, it hurt. And I couldn't do anything about it because she was gone. Yes. And through that process, But what God taught me in that, because I had to really understand how to let go. See, a lot of time as fathers, because we're used to being in control of things, we think we own things. But I found out I didn't know nothing and I didn't own anything. Mm. I recognized that I was in his hand. And through going through this, the, the spirit just spoke to my mind and said, do something in her honor. Instead of getting angry, do something to honor her, and I formed the organization that that in, in her name to to combat domestic violence and issues
1: that what young women go through. And what's the name of that organization? That was called Zanetta's House. Zanetta's House mm-hmm. is Zanetta's House still exist today?
2: No, I I, I actually uh, before I moved here, I resolved it okay. just because I wanted to.
1: It was for a purpose I to understand. help me heal and, and and i love that brother and, and and it's nowhere near like your situation but my oldest son nathan who is now 27 years old when i was 22 i was a young father i didn't marry his mom and i went through the situation where for about five to seven years david i was in and out of court just to try to be a father to my son i grew up without my dad And I was told by my son's mom at that time, if we can't be a family, I can't be a father to Nathan. And at that age of 22, going on 14, literally, you know, I'm out here running around, acting crazy and everything. It clicked that I said, I grew up without my father. So I was not going to allow my son to grow up without his father. So for all these years, you know, for the first seven years of his life, man, in and out of court, in and out of court, fighting and battling. And I started. The organization Father Matters in my friend's studio apartment with a pack of chocolate chip cookies, two kitchen, four kitchen chairs and a pot of coffee at age 27 years old, uh, 21 years ago. And because I love what you said, see, I started that for healing and it wasn't for men to come, Brother David, to bash the ex-spouses, it wasn't Father Matters. wasn't a place for you to come bash the judges and bash the attorney. It was a place for men to come together who just wanted to be great fathers. But at the same time to unzip our hearts and deal with what was going on in our heart. Now, 20, you know, 21 years later, Father Matters is still going. You know, Blake, is, uh, Nathan is now 27 and he was five or six, six or seven years old when I started it. But I love what you said. You started it for a healing and, and I think one of the best ways to heal and one of the best ways to forgive and one of the best ways to get out of something is to help other people.
2: That is definitely correct. And not only did it help me, I, be, I began to help other young women that had gone through domestic violence situations. But what happened was in the process, I was uh, asked to come and work with Prison Fellowship. Talk, talk about that. Talk. And, I, I love that. And when I went to Prison Fellowship, I remember that I volunteered years ago and and I worked with Angel Tree and uh, pre-release ministry, so when I got involved, I, I jumped in, you know, with all with all force. But when I got involved, when I got into the prison system, I began to share my testimony. I began to share my pain, what I went through with my daughter, yes. and I saw young men that looked just like me, beginning to cry, and begin to say, you know, I've done some of the same thing. I've hurt other young women, I abused girls and they just surrounded me and they became brothers. Even though they was in the system, they became brothers. and just, I began to release this pain that I had on the inside. It took those men being around me, talking to me and I began to let go as I shared more. The more I shared, the more I could let go. And as I facilitated classes, God began to show me myself. Yes, sir. And in showing me mm-hmm. myself, I found out how to forgive. Not only was I able to forgive, but even when I saw the young man that done this devastated thing to my daughter,
1: mm.
2: I was able to look at him and deal with him without hate in my heart. I go back to a story that my godmother told me. She said, you gotta be, she was a beautician, she was an name when she passed away. She said, you gotta be just like this when you to know God. She said, I used to straighten hair. And as I was straightening women's hair, sometimes the comb would touch the scalp and they would say, ouch. She said, but when I was asked to go to a funeral home and straighten women that had, had passed away, and I was used to comb again. And when the comb would touch their scalp, one thing they never was able to do, they never said, ouch. And she said, we got to get to a point that we do not say ouch. And that's where God got in me where I got to a point that I could forgive and it didn't bothered me. It didn't hurt me to be around someone that had devastated me. And that's when I recognized that I had given, I had gotten the opportunity to forgive. And that's where my beginning my beginning began is in that process. And then I began to write. Right about the 153. Years ago, God spoke to my heart through an old gentleman concerning the scripture in St. John 21 and 6. When Peter and John went fishing, the scripture said they went fishing, but they didn't catch anything. But Jesus came along after the resurrection. He came along the, the Sea of Galilee, and he told them to cast their nets on the right side, and ye shall find. But when they cast the net on the right side, there were so many fish that the net began to break. The scripture said they counted the fishes. And the scripture said there was 153 great fish, but the net did not break. So the God, God spoke to my mind. He said, the 153. And then I began to ponder that, 153. And then as he showed me, they was fishing in the Sea of Galilee, which was called the Sea of Tiberias, which is in the Greek, men's lowest point in life. And God told me to count the numbers. And as I begin to count the number, one and five is six, six and three is nine. Nine is the highest number of men. There's no number past nine because when you pass nine, it's already been there before. Ten is all one and zero. has already been there before. And then he began to share with me, I want you to teach this, this life skill book for men. But not just men, women, teenagers that understand they can come out of their situation. The scripture says, yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I will feel no evil. I got to be able to go through this situation. Mm. This pain that got me helped up, that got me trapped in my own illusion. I got to get through it. So how do I get through it? He said, teach them the 10 stages of life in the 153. So I said, well, what is that, God? He said, zero is naught. It's nothing, but you got to start from nothing. Remember that you are nothing without me. You are nothing. So you got to start with zero. Now he said, one is the beginning two represent a witness. Three of the trend, the father, son, the Holy Spirit, fourth dominion, north, south, east and west. Five is power. Six is not just flesh, but it's coming out of the flesh way of thinking. Seven is completion God completed things in seven and eight is a new beginning, but it's also called the wheel in the middle of a wheel as Ezekiel saw it. But it also records represent the eighth cycle of God. The number that when you draw the eight, it never ends because you're always cycling or you're spinning out of your old self into your new self. And then once you walk out of the old self into the new self, then you walk into your highest number. And that is nine. And nine is the highest number for man. There are levels of nine, 18 is a level of nine, 27 is a level of nine, 36 is a level. So it goes all the way up. But we're always increasing in life. And God showed me now this is what I want you to teach my brothers and sisters, that that, that in the life skill, this is not about a reading, but it's about you go through what you are dealing with with That's right. everybody got their own issues we all got our own problem but
1: let's address these problems and let's walk through these cycles absolutely jeremy we we've got to clear the calendar for next week we we didn't even get to get into the book my man
0: i know i'm seeing the clock go. I'm like wait we, we we've got so much more
1: yeah we we we've got to move First of all, David, will you come back next week so we can get into the book, brother? Yes, I will. Because I'm only asking you that because, see, everything you shared this 30 minutes for this show needed to be heard. You have reached thousands of people right now, brother. I'm telling you. And I didn't want to stop that to just jump into to the book. Jeremy, what do you think about us jumping into the book next week?
0: Oh, I think that's a great idea. I mean, if people want to get ahead, where can they find the book just in case for next week?
1: Yeah, David, where where can people find 153 Thoughts? We're going to get into the show next week, but for now, where can they find the book 153 Thoughts? They can go to Amazon.com or you can go on my site, DavidAHatch.com. DavidAHatch.com. How can people get in touch with you, David? They want you to come speak to their church, speak to their men's group, speak to their women's group, speak to their prison or their ministry we still got to talk more about prison fellowship ministry how can people get in touch with david a hatch they can go to my
2: website uh david uh-huh.
1: or
2: you can even uh, call me uh that is uh 470-209-4539
1: run that phone number slowly one more time 470-209-4539 yep. OK, do you have a Facebook? You have a LinkedIn house? Can they get in touch with you?
2: Yeah, they can also go to David Hatch on on, on uh, uh, Facebook and also link
1: in and also on Twitter. Dave, not David Hatch. David A. Hatch. Because when, when I punched in David Hatch this morning, a, a completely another another different website uh, had came up. And I want people to get in touch with David Hatch a hatch at david a. david thank you thank you for, for committing to come back next week i know you haven't checked your calendar brother but we've got to get into this because this book is going to follow up this show what we're talking about thank you for joining us today david thank you and thank you for tuning into the father Matters show send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a great week. Thank you and God bless. But look, I can't leave this show without thanking my engineer. Thank you, Jeremy.